Welcome to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you're interested in staying healthy, becoming fitter or stronger, getting rid of pain, or enhancing your athletic performance, this is the place for you. We're excited to be part of your journey to better health. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports Performance Podcast. Uh, welcome all new listeners and welcome back to those who have heard our content in the past. Uh, today, we are talking about five ways to stay fit and healthy as you age. And if that's something you're interested in, this podcast is going to be perfect for you. Uh, for all those uh, uh, people watching on YouTube, uh, if you ever watch our uh, YouTube video portion of these things, uh, you'll notice I'm, I'm in a different backdrop, a different room. Uh, I got kicked out of my office because the, the kids are home uh, for the summer and uh, they're home with us. So uh, I was kicked out of my office because that's uh, literally where they like to hang out. So uh, I'm in a different uh, location. Anyways, uh, back to the podcast. What is happening in life? What is happening with sports performance? Life is amazing. Uh, at uh, at the Garcia's house uh, is uh, chaos as usual. Uh, we have um, the kids, as I mentioned, uh, home for the holidays. Uh, the team is growing at Sports Performance. If you haven't been in uh, recently, we just brought on a new team member. Uh, make sure to say hi when you see them. Uh, but other than that, life is great. Uh, we've been focusing more on community outreach. That is uh, literally our mission for this year. So if you see us in a new gym uh, or in your area, come say hi, please. Uh, we love uh, extended family members wherever you're listening to this. All right, on to this podcast. Um, what? Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about staying fit and healthy as you age? Well, uh, it is July, uh, as I record this, July 2022. And uh, this year I turn 40, 4-0. And that is, uh, for some reason, it is a big number to a lot of people. And uh, for others, it might be 55 or 62 or whatever your number is that you finally feel that you're aging. And uh, to some people, the reality is, is that our body uh, processes will start to change, meaning some things will slow down, our recovery will be less, uh, some things will uh, be sped up, some things will slow down. And as you age, you have to grow with the time, right? You have to become wiser about your decisions. You have to uh, understand your body more. You have to be prepared for the things that are going to come at you as you age. And the reality is, is that our body wants to deteriorate. Think about this. Our body wants to deteriorate and we're trying to exercise and eat healthy to build resilience against that deterioration. And as you age, as things slow down, you're actually going to have to work harder <laughs> to maintain those same processes, which is mind-blowing. But I think that the minute you can come to terms with this, the, the minute that you can develop better strategies, the easier it will be for you. And most people don't try and attack these strategies or address these concerns until it's too late. They have injuries, they have aches and pains, they have high blood pressure, a lot of different things. So uh, I think for every listener out there, no matter how old you are, this is very applicable. But for those of you who are battling those aches and pains, realizing that you can't just get up out of bed and go work out anymore, that you actually have to, you know, be warmed up and you have to do it just right in the middle of the day because, you know, maybe, uh, you have kids or whatever it is, and maybe you have dinner at late at night or whatever it is, and it's hard to pack it in during the day. Maybe you have to do it at 4 a.m. Maybe you have to do it at 8 p.m. or maybe midday. 
Either way, we're going to talk about five things that you need to do and concentrate on as you continue to age. And this is real because it's what we see every day in the clinic. It's every person we talk to. And that's the reason why we're having this episode, because these are concepts that are spoken about every single day at Sports Performance with our 16-year-old high school student athletes, with our uh, moms and dads, our grandparents. These are the conversations we're having. And so just just know that this is going to apply to you in different capacities. And I completely understand. So here we go. Number one. So five ways to stay fit and healthy. All right. What's number one? So if you say, Chris, what is the number one thing that you would highly recommend? I've seen people come and go with exercise all the time. I'm going to try this. Well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. And the ones, the people who are the most successful, do the thing they love. Not, hey, I saw this uh, brand new uh, exercise technique and they said it burns a lot of calories, so I'm going to try it. That will only last so long. Why? Because you don't have a passion for it. That's just the nature of exercise because it is a massively long game to exercise. This is your whole life that you're going to have to exercise, right? You have to choose something that resonates with you that you truly enjoy. Uh, So if you don't know me, I do not enjoy running. Not one bit, not like 10 steps, not 50, not one mile. I don't even like to drive one mile, let alone jog it. So I don't enjoy running, but that's just me. Do I enjoy helping people run? Yes. Do I enjoy doing that? No. Now, the first step is figuring out what works for you. Now, something that increases your heart rate, something that excites you, something that you want to you wanna wake up and go do. Now, I know there's a lot of people who love cycling. Uh, they love uh, being on an indoor bike or an outdoor bike, whatever it is. I know there are people who love running marathons. You need to come to terms with stop trying to find the new fad or the new thing. You're going to have to lock it in with something you truly believe in that you love, that you enjoy, and that you're able to do consistently. Now, there's nothing wrong with cycling the type of exercise. So you might say, well, I enjoy running, but not that much. So I'll do that for either three months or I'll do it this week uh, out of the month. And then I also enjoy strength training, uh, but I'll do that maybe the next quarter or in three months from there, or I'll run one day a week and I enjoy strength training two days a week. Either way, you have to feel good about what you're doing and you have to feel that you actually like want to do it or else it just goes away. And the reason why I say that we've been in business since 2014 uh, as a company and we've seen people, people's motivations uh, ebb and flow. And as you age, that's not going to be any different. And I think that the, the whatever your new thing is, just plan on being consistent with that. And if you find that yourself, that you're like, well, this is the year I'm going to run and you just never run, stop doing it. Come to terms with that. Find something you enjoy. I truly love uh, CrossFit or functional fitness. I love uh, doing something called uh, redlining. You kind of hit this red line, meaning I enjoy some form of uh, jogging, not running, jogging, maybe combined with um, push-ups, sit-ups, bodyweight movements, plus Uh, lifting heavy weight plus high heart rate. So high intensity. 
I enjoy that, but I enjoy hitting that red line because it makes me happy. It makes me feel like I did something after that workout. Now, and I love a group setting. I thrive off of other people's energy. That's like who I am. And if you've seen me in the clinic, if you've been with anybody in the clinic, I feed off of that. And when I'm in a group setting, it pushes me more. But I know that I have weights in my garage, but I know that I'm going to do much better if I have people around me pushing me. So for that reason, I enjoy group style workouts, but that's just me. And you have to figure what that means out for you and what you enjoy. So for me, uh, my recommendation would be, it could be walking, it could be aerobics, step classes, CrossFit, weight training, swimming, Pilates. You need to do it. And the Center for Disease Control uh, recommends 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity, two days minimum. So 150 minutes, that is, uh, let's just say 180, right? So that's three hours. I don't think that's very tough. Like, what, And put it in context, you have seven days. And even if you did a half hour a day, that's like six days. Or you do an hour a day times three days a week. I think it's very reasonable. You can walk during your lunch hour. You, there's, there's no reason why you can't do it. The reason why you don't do it is because you don't enjoy it and you don't see the need yet. So uh, step one would be find what works for you. All right, number two, and this kind of speaks to what we were just talking about um, earlier, strength training. Now, as you age, you will need to strength train. Why, as I mentioned, your body's processes are slowing down. Your bone density is actually going towards that deterioration mode as well. Meaning you are not building bone mass unless you challenge it. So your body, if you just stayed still with no resistance, you would start to lose more and more bone mass, which means you'd be at risk for, uh, you know, um, fractured hips, whatever it is, maybe you twist an ankle and you fracture ankle, that just puts you more susceptible to injury, bigger injury than you need in your life. And the biggest and best way you can do that and challenge that is strength training. So you want to build resilience. So Chris, how often do you have to strength train? Uh, minimum two days per week. That's just to maintain. Think about this. People who strength train zero times or one time a week is about the same. There is nothing being built up, no resilience being developed, two days minimum just to maintain. So now what if I want to actually build muscle minimum three days? So three days or more, whatever that means to you. So if you are doing something you love and you are strength training three times a week, that's going to ensure that your upper body, uh, your lower body, and your, your core is going to be challenged. And I think that for some people, they don't enjoy it. I love strength training. I love it. I, I just, I get, I get a high off of a strength training. And if you don't enjoy it, this is one of those that is non-negotiable, that you don't have an option. I would highly recommend as you age, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, this is non-negotiable. You have to strength train. Now, if you need assistance or accountability or, or motivations, you need to uh, work with somebody. And I think you have to acknowledge that too, because say you find the thing that you love. However, you know yourself and you're like, I, I don't do strength training, but I love running. And that's great. Running is not increasing your bone density or resistance training. That's more for your cardiovascular health. 
And if you are looking at building bone mass, developing more resilience as you age, you're going to have to have some form of external resistance. And if you can't do it on your own, that's when you need to partner with somebody. So uh, we have performance uh, specialists at Sports Performance. And, and what they do is they help people find that, uh, you know, the thing that they love or some form of um, accommodations to the injuries or aches and pains that you have. And a lot of times you just need that, right? You just need somebody else to help you like navigate. Well, I have a bad back. I have, I hear this all the time. I have a bad back. I can't squat. I have bad hips. I can't do this. I can't have a bad shoulder. I can't do this. And sometimes if that's the barrier, then I think you need to come to terms with that and work with a team or work with people like our performance specialists to be able to help guide you and navigate you. Just because you can't stay on your routine should never be the barrier to you actually doing it. There are so many resources. There's online group classes, there's YouTube videos, there's uh, group style workout. I mean, you, you can go to the park and find people, you can hire people, you just need to do it. And if you're not doing it, that's the problem. The excuse is never the barrier. It's actually doing the darn thing. So uh, number one is find out what works for you. Number two, strength training. You have to do it at least two times a day just for maintenance. Uh, and then number three, and this is actually something I'm finding more and more um, as I approach this uh, four zero mark, uh, balance training. Uh, you ever put on your socks by standing up? I don't know why sometimes I do that. I stand up and you try and like put one on and it's a test to me. It's an internal test. Uh, not a lot of people know this, but it's an internal test to me. And I like to know where I'm at. So every year I'll like do it a couple times a year randomly. And I'll be like, okay, where's, where's my balance at? So I'll literally stand up and I'll try and put on my, uh, my socks. And uh, that tells me how much better or worse I am than last year. And now I'm doing it more and more often because I'm like, ah, this is actually more challenging than I think. Because the funny thing is I use it as a test because it actually tests how flexible my hips are and uh, how flexible my ankles are and how good my balance is. Ultimately, you need to be doing some form of balance training. Think about this. Think about the person who doesn't work out because they don't enjoy doing any specific exercise. They don't strength train, so their bone density is less and their balance is poor. What is that an equation for? Some type of fracture very quickly. Now, as we age, the hip and the ankle become a very, very susceptible region to uh, bone fractures. So if somebody has poor balance, and this is, I've seen this in 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, I've seen it happen. So don't think, well, I'm not 60, 70, 80. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That still happens at 40 and 50 years old. So if you're not balance training, uh, the easiest thing you can do, first, try the, the sock maneuver that I just told you about. Try it. See, like maybe wherever you're listening to this, uh, try and put on your sock standing up, moving forward and uh, see how good you get. It, even within a week, that small thing could be enough to just continually challenge you. The next thing that I'll do, and I'll have a lot of clients do, is when they're brushing their teeth, stand on one leg as you spend that minute brushing your teeth, then switch and continue. So uh, you, there's two easy ways. Don't ever say, well, I don't have time. I, I don't have fancy equipment. I'm telling you two things before you start your day and exit the house that you can be doing that would challenge your, your balance every single day and lower your risk of future balance problems down the line. So number one, find what works for you. Number two, uh, you have to be strength training. Number three, you need to be uh, challenging your balance. Number four, for those of you who've been part of our world um, for a little while now, especially over the last year, 
you have heard I've gone through a personal transformation. I lost uh, 40 pounds in four months and then 50 pounds over the course of like the remaining uh, eight months. So it took me about a year to lose 50 pounds. And I wanted to make a long-term change for myself, um, just my personal, uh, my personal health and um, just seeing as I age what that meant for me and my kids. And one of the best things that I did for myself was I changed my eating habits and I thought I was eating pretty good. And then I started to reflect on what does my plate look like? Uh, and I'm not a big diet person. I don't, you can, I think you can eat whatever you want, whatever you want in whatever way you want, except it just needs to be in moderation. And there's gotta be some sprinkles of like color and like good fiber and good protein and all those other things. So if you're a, a super uh, analytic like myself, you can do measuring cups. You can like do all these things, look at how much grams you have and all these other things that it's too complex. So for me, I just need to change what my plate looked like and how big my plate was. And uh, the fourth thing I'm going to talk about is just eating well, um, just making sure you get all the vitamins, nutrients in your body to ensure that it is functioning at its highest level. And, you know, I don't think that specific diets or health restrictions are really what you need to do. I just think that you need to use these three things. Number one, what does the color of your plate look like? Now, just make sure that there's some distribution of color within that, not just like white rice, uh, bland chicken, and no veggies. I think it's good. It's just not sustainable long-term. Uh, number two, the quantity of food. Now, uh, you know, I don't want to give you too much, you know, uh, nutrition advice. I, I think that you can find that in a lot of different places. And I think that ultimately you need to figure out there has to be some ratios of what the quantity of food within that plate looks like. Um, you know, what's interesting, one of the best things that I've done uh, that I've worked on with our kids and I've realized more and more is that the size of the plate determines how hungry you are. It has a huge impact on it. So what I mean by that is if you buy, if you put a portion of food, pasta, whatever it is, rice on a small plate, it looks like a lot. And naturally, a lot of us want to finish whatever is in that plate. Now, the bigger the plate is, and you put that same quantity of food there, it looks like a smaller quantity of food. So your brain thinks, well, let's finish this. And for some of us who enjoy food a lot, we'll want a second plate. But one of the best things you can do is put that same quantity of food on a smaller plate. And what that brain does is it shows that I finished my plate. And there's a form of satisfaction there. So one of the easiest things you can be doing from a quantity of food standpoint is eat on a smaller plate. Uh, and the last one is the quality. Uh, so just make sure that your food is coming from quality sources. It's not from a box. So if you really want a challenge, uh, I did this during my transformation. I tried to eat foods that were not um, outside of a refrigerator, meaning I tried to eat specifically for the refrigerator. Now, what that did was it took, if you were to go to the grocery store, what that means is you can only shop in the perimeter. You can't eat in the aisles or you can't uh, get food from the aisles. And what that forces you to do is get fresh foods. And if you do that, that's truly healthy eating for the most part, like as a whole, because it has to be refrigerated. And if it has to be refrigerated, it can't be preserved, which means there's low sodium 
And that alone helps you make better decisions because um, those things are natural and they're better quality in general. And so they're not so dense in um, fats or uh, salt and it's not too greasy. So uh, that's an easy tip that I implemented smaller plates and eating from the pr- or uh, purchasing groceries from the uh, perimeter of the grocery store and then eating from the fridge. Um, those are small, easy things. Then the last one. All right. This one I think is probably one of the most important that no matter what, um, if you come to terms that, yes, you are aging uh, gracefully and beautifully, that life is going to hit you with new things as you do it, right? Uh, you know, if you're in, uh, if you enjoy running, you enjoy uh, triathlons, you enjoy aerobics classes, Pilates, CrossFit. This year, this month, maybe you're doing exceptionally well. Your body is doing great. You're eating well. You're sleeping well, doing all these, all these things. Next year, you might have a sickness or an illness, or you might come down with a cold that really takes you off the, off your routine and it's hard to come back. And uh, maybe the following year, uh, you lose your balance and you fracture your ankle. Uh, life is going to hit you with a lot of things, right? And I think that all of you are resilient and you guys are going to do just fine. But the reality is not everybody has the support that they need and the answers and the continual motivation and accountability to push to that next level and get you back onto your baseline. So I truly feel that you need to find a healthcare team, uh, whether that's physical therapists, massage therapists, uh, personal trainers, you need a healthcare team that will help you along that journey. Now, most people, I think this is, this is an old way of thinking that most people will use these people as they need. But I think what's happening, we're realizing more and more is that if you develop that relationship and you find that uh, you are getting the aches and pains, one of the best things you can do is look at the preventative model. Instead of saying, well, I'm, I'm injury free, so I don't need anything right now. If that were the case, you would never have to go see your dentist until you only had a cavity. But the reality is, is that you need to stay ahead of these things test yourself on the ankle test, right? So try and put on your socks. If you realize you're losing your balance and you don't want to do anything about it because you don't like exercising, uh, you don't know what you love, you don't even know where to start. I mean, all these things are excuses. And ultimately, you need people that you trust to help guide you along the way. So we call them bumpers at Sportsformance. So uh, we give people kind of guidelines like, I wouldn't do this exercise. I wouldn't try this. I would stay with running three days a week. Uh, I, if you don't like, you enjoy strength training, let's do some push-up, sit-ups and squats at home two days a week, just so you can maintain your, your bone mass. Uh, let's work on your nutrition. How's your sleep doing people to kind of keep you in line from a health perspective, because we have that for our teeth. You go see your doctor for, you know, general blood work and, uh, your heart, but nobody really does that for your like muscles and joints and, uh, bone health. And what we've realized more and more at Sportsformance is that we love helping people from a team perspective, ensure that they don't have to deal with these things long-term and that you can quickly get rid of them, especially as you age. They're just going to come out more frequently. It's just the nature of the game. And the more you fight it, uh, the more it will happen to you. I promise. I literally am uh, facing it personally. Uh, I'm, I'm very blessed to, to have a great team who helps support this. And it's one of the things that I can tell you over the last two to three years, I've realized more and more that is a, it's 
a huge component to ensuring that your health long-term is on the path that it needs to be or else you let it linger for so long. For some of you, you're thinking like, oh, I haven't been to the gym in like maybe two months or uh, I just had a baby and, and uh, you know, it's hard or the kids' practices are a little tough and it's really, really tough. Or I work uh, graveyard shifts and it's just so hard to get up. And those are all excuses, right? Like we can all do it. What you're doing is you're not prioritizing your health and that needs to be high priority above everything else. And um, what the thing I appreciate the most about working with people is that I get it. And I think that when people really see how they can stay consistent, no matter what is coming at them, they become very confident in their health and they can finally like take ownership of it and say, I know how to manage myself. I, no matter what hits me, I know how to, like, if I twist my ankle, I know how to manage it. If I get sick, I know how to get back on the, you know, on the, on the bus, on the horse to, to get back into the gym. I found the place that I like working out at. I love this. I, I know how to manage myself. And once you get to that point, you just need people to help you stay there. And I think that is critical to long-term health as you continue to age so that you can continue doing the things that you love with the people that you love doing them with. And uh, that to me has been one of the most powerful reflections um, working with clients in our community in San Diego and Chula Vista. And um, I hope that it helps you too, wherever you are uh, from a fitness standpoint, I hope this helps. It's a big, big deal. It's everything we talk about as a company, as a team. And I hope this kind of kicks you uh, kicks you in the, in the behind to push you in the right direction. Or if you're already there and you've already taken all our advice and you're doing exceptional, keep it up because next year will be a different year. And I hope that you just continue to ride that wave and enjoy the journey. So um, I hope that helps. I, I hope that you're staying healthy and active and wherever you are listening to this. And uh, if you're in the San Diego or Chula Vista area and uh, any of this helps, just let us know. We love to see our clients. Uh, we love to know that uh, these things are helping. So it helps us uh, understand that and continue to uh, bring you the best information and education to continue uh, helping you stay healthy and active uh, throughout your life. So I uh, hope this helps and I will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Performance Podcast. If you enjoy our content, help us help others by giving us a five-star review. This gives us an opportunity to provide people just like you with great information to stay healthy. If you have any questions, email us at teamsp at sportsperformancept.com. If you want more, head over to our website and sign up for our VIP email list to stay in touch with the latest and greatest. And while you're there, download one of our free reports on back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, or running efficiency. It doesn't matter if you're new to exercise, an experienced personal trainer or coach, healthcare professional or professional athlete. This information is literally for anyone interested in fitness and health. We're excited to keep you healthy and active. We'll see you on our next episode.